And then it's eighty million for him, right? You yeah, know, just for the one character to take on the the comp or the adaptation mm-hmm. of something is killing the children for a multiple year run. It's done. That's it. And then it was like, but it's coming back. And then it's like, no, it's not. And then, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those things. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Collective Comics and the Lights Comics Action Podcast. We are diving into episode number 21 here 21, today. dude. We're bragging about four hands last week, and now we <laughs> yeah. need a fifth. Yeah, we and don't even have enough. Yeah, we're start using our toe toes. up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feet thunder. <laughs> right. Man, do we got a, a pretty big week this week. We're talking Wakanda Forever. Yeah. That, that came out with an Assembled on Disney+. Plus. Yep. We're talking Netflix, a, a whole bunch of different streaming. Yeah. Uh, and we got things. a little bit. A little bit of Spider Verse news too, or yes. potential news. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week. Yep, definitely a fun week. Diving in first with the Netflix news. That uh, good news for us is that, at least for me, mm-hmm. is that I've been a, a fan of something is killing the children. Kind of, it, it took me a few months to really hear about it and then actually start reading it. But almost from the beginning. Yeah. Almost from the beginning. And then once you heard about it, it was just on after that. <laughs> yeah. It was it was game on. The the switch was flipped and uh I fell in love with it. Um the spec is that or the the spec, I don't know. The comic talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk spec in a here in a uh, couple minutes. Right. But Netflix has signed a contract with um a couple of their different creators from a couple of their other shows, and I can't pronounce their names because I'm just terrible with like. Yeah, we're bad at names. Yeah, especially when it comes to I, I'm I'm you know Mexican, yeah. but I'm terrible at Spanish names. I can't <laughs> I can't read it. You know, it's it's hard for me to read in English, and that's my first language. So yeah. have fun reading in Spanish. You know, so I'm just terrible at that. But did uh, they do have James Tinian involved? Okay, they do have James Tinian involved to. To take on the the comp or the adaptation mm-hmm. of something is killing the children for a multiple year run, okay, is what they signed the contract for. Well, I feel like with something like that, you have to do multiple years like out the gate, like, yeah, because otherwise, and it's a show. Yeah, you'll run into a DC thing where, like, you know what I mean? Like, you'll just get somebody and people love them, and then all of a sudden you can't afford them, and they're not on contract, and they are on contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then it's eighty million for them, right? You yeah, know, just for the one character. I think I think signing people that way is just going to work out so much better in the long run, especially too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially if they're going to get like a smaller actor, or which they should, you know. And then they blow up after that. And then it's like, well, now I need four times the amount. It's like, well, you're on contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Not that they shouldn't get what they deserve, but like if you blow up because of it, like give it a couple of years of your time. You know what I mean? Right. 100%. And then, um, so that's, that's really, really exciting. Uh, especially for me, I'm, I'm, I think I've been saying it almost from the beginning. I was like, dude, this would make an awesome video game. This would make an awesome movie. Yeah. You know, so we're finally getting to see that. And Netflix isn't a stranger to... Uh, stranger Things. Right? <laughs> They're not it's a stranger like, no, to it's like, like comic book horror, adaptation. Horror. It's kind of like right up their alley. They kind of... Mm-hmm. They do some horror stuff. They do kind of like the bloody stuff pretty well. Like, that's kind of where what lives on Netflix almost, mm-hmm. I feel like. You know what I mean? I mean, I watch a lot of comedies and stuff on Netflix, but the thrillers. Yeah, but they do that stuff really well. Oh, I yeah. feel like you know what I mean. So, I mean, Stranger Things. If if it has any sort of vibe towards Stranger Things, yeah, I'm for it. 
Right. I'm 100% for it. I think I think that's something that Netflix does well. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, where else? Like, you're not going to... Like, if it was on Disney, I don't know if it would be as... You're not going to get the same show if it was on Disney+. Plus. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to get the same... It's not going to be as popular on Hulu. Mm. It's not going to... I think, think the only other one that could really stand the test is if HBO Max did it. Yeah, but, but it would be... It. It would be so tangled up in that Warner Brothers Discovery, like yeah. the whole thing. Like I'm, I'm actually like pretty happy. I know there's a lot of people who feel a certain type of way about Netflix right now, right. but I feel like Netflix is probably the best place for it, like mm-hmm. to get eyes on it and stuff like that. You know what Realistically, I mean? Realistically, yeah, and they need something because I mean, they, as far as you know, they're no stranger to comic book adaptations, but they don't do like the superhero think very often yeah you know what i'm saying like sandman not a superhero right you know and uh that's that's what kind of comes out of netflix so they take these like almost b-side um stories in these like main comic realms yeah and um do their own adaptation of it and and i think they they work out very well i don't know i mean i think sandman season two got canceled I haven't heard anything about it in a while. Right after the it show, like right after it finished, it was like, "It's done. That's it." And then it was like, "But it's coming back." And then it's like, "No, it's not." And then, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those things. It is kind of confusing because it is DC. So why is it on Netflix? And what is James Gunn gonna do? And is you know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in that. And that's what I was saying too. Is like. I almost hate for like this to go into HBO, but I mean, you see things like the last of us and things like that too. So we'll see. I mean, I think Netflix is a great home for it, but yeah, me too. And, and the fact that James Tinian is going to be the one approving this, you know, and and if they make changes, he's, he's like, he's going to shut it down. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? James Tinian wrote Batman. He's, he wrote nice house on the lake. So a lot of big DC things coming out of him i believe this is going to be the first almost kind of um indie comic to come to a main streaming platform like netflix and and get picked up like that this is this is boom studios is an indie comic i don't know how indie it is anymore well that's kind of what i'm thinking because i you know you do see some image stuff here and there but um you almost feel like image is like kind of on the same yeah, that's exactly 100%. Because because what when it started out, you know, and Spawn was first a yeah. thing, 100% indie comic. But now Spawn, Spawn is getting more and more mainstream, for yeah, sure. I think I think that's like the flip side of it though is like besides Spawn, like what else is on that level from Image? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I can't remember is Fairyland Image or is it Boom? I can't remember. I I don't remember. I, yeah, I don't remember either. I, but I want to say it's Boom. I want to say it is too. Yeah, Boom. Boom has picked up some crazy storylines. Yeah, and uh, like it, it's becoming more and more mainstream. Which you know I'm not against at all. You know no. I don't if they're gonna go and and be competing with Marvel and and DC, go for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna back you all day long. I think that's a great. I mean, I think that we need that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't... Like we said previously, we've kind of just become Marvel and DC by default. But, like, even Dark Horse Comics is doing some cool stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Even, 
like uh there's just really cool stuff coming out of these indie things but it just doesn't have the eyes that like a marvel or a dc has mm -hmm. so i if anything that brings more attention to these indie indie comic business companies whatever they're yeah. you know what I mean? publishers. publishers yeah um i think it's great and you know, uh, bringing some light to smaller artists, bringing some light to people that are doing this stuff all on their own. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the coolest part. You know, when you, you know, Todd McFarlane's massive. He's huge mm -hmm. now. You right. know what I'm saying? But where he started, where it came from, he had his own style and, and how he decided to, to go, hey, I'm not going to work for Marvel and DC anymore. And I'm going to start right. my own thing. I'm going to start my own publishing company. It's it's a really crazy awesome story you know now that it's a little bit more mainstream you don't think about it like that but that's what it is i mean look at like peach momoko you know what yeah. i mean like that's the next one that's gonna she happen. she went on with marvel mm -hmm. and she signed some stuff with marvel but she's great and if she wouldn't have done that how many people would have missed out on her you know what i mean yeah i mean the the status that that came from her style and the um promotion and mm -hmm. publishing that marvel has on that level right you know to where if they want something to be successful all they got to do is dump money into it and, right. and they got it <laughs> you know i mean what I'm saying? i mean i'm super happy for her but mm -hmm. it's also like one of those things where like an artist shouldn't have to just pair up with marvel to get their name out there you know what mm -hmm. i mean and it's not like she, i'm sure she had a following before that you mm -hmm. know what i mean and stuff like that but you just put that following on steroids with yeah. you know what i mean it's like 100 it's like when your favorite band signs with a major label i mean there's a lot of downsides to music and major labels but yeah you know and i'm sure i mean it's business at yeah. the end of the day and i'm sure when it's when it comes to releasing somebody else's creative product that it's probably along some of the same lines and there's always going to be somebody who's like i liked her before she was with marvel always. you know what i mean it's always going to happen yeah. but you know, I would love to bring more attention to smaller artists and smaller writers and mm -hmm. inkers and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. James Tinian, not that he's a small artist. In the comic community, he is a massive right. writer. He's not so much an artist, but a massive writer. Um, he does these dark adaptations and dark stories very, mm -hmm. very well. And that's what Netflix is going for. And, you know, just to, just another thing to, yeah. to, to throw in there. And... Uh, see something like that get to a a mainstream yeah kind of level to where these are going to get a lot more eyes on comics in general you know what i'm saying so like people that probably would have never picked up this comic you know what i'm saying like a few months back i got gifted a book right that's what i was gonna say of something is killing the children and when i said you know what it was and i said the title of the book everybody gave me this look like like mm -hmm. what are you reading dude yeah. you know and i'm like no 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 but now that, it, that this is gonna happen i bet you all those people are gonna yeah. be like what is okay it's a Netflix like, i just show saw now. this i bought what is this it helped me like or like yeah be like dang you were above you're ahead of this yeah you know, you know what i'm saying so but like, it's like if you would have got like a spider-man comic or a iron man or batman it wouldn't have even you know been a second look you know but you know something's killing the children or i hate fairyland with the covers and mm -hmm. you know um just some other stuff like survival street you know we yeah. covered survival street and i read a few issues of that months back but yeah you know that's such a cool idea and there's so many cool ideas out there that um 
just don't get the eyes because it's not Marvel. It's not, yeah. you know, shoved down their throat every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. not, it's not, you're not going to turn on uh, NBC News or something and see stories about it every yeah. day. You know what I mean? So. Definitely. But, you know, when something gets this kind of hype, now now it probably has the potential yeah. to, to do something like that. This is this is an Eisner Award, award winning book. Right. Won three of them. In 2022, that was just a year ago, and I think we're just in such a good place right now with making these things into shows because they're. I don't remember who I was talking to. It might have been Corridor. We've talked about them a million times. We're going to talk about them later. Right. Um, but um, they were like, we're in a place where it costs less money to make a show than a movie right now, so people are just making shows, and there's little smaller directors out there that want to you know get their feet wet, mm-hmm. you know, put something out there. And then you got things like The Last of Us happening right now where they're taking a game and making it into a show and yeah. they made it into comics and they made it into everything. So we're, I think we're in such a good place for things like this to happen. And I think that's awesome, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And and the fact that I think it's kind of um, almost beneficial to the consumer that it is um, less expensive yeah. to, to make a show, if that makes sense. Because now... They don't have to spend as, as much money, and then they have six or seven hours right. of content and, and of a storyline where with these movies that you're spending so much more money on, you know, you're getting an hour and a half worth of content, and that's it. Right. You know, or, so... Yeah, give or take. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I feel like... If, I feel like movies are all like three hours now for some reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Extended like, cuts yeah. and, and everything. Yeah, let's let's make it a four-hour we'll movie. Be let's like, just push that boundary. We'll be like sitting there and be like, let's just watch a movie or something. Let's do this. Let's do that. We got about an hour and a half and and we just can't find one. That's an hour yeah. and a half. It's like, I remember when all movies were an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then you had to get like the double VHS. To, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. For like Titanic. and It's literally like I was just about to say yeah. that in like Green Mile. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of like Pearl Harbor or stuff like that. Yep. But yeah. I think it's super dope. I'm excited to see it. And like I said, I'm glad. I'm kind of happy it's on Netflix. It's just like one of those things where it's like even like Lord of the Rings is on Amazon right now and mm. I don't hear anything about it. You know what I mean? Right. There's there's diehard fans that are going to be talking about it, but um you know, Stranger Things and other Netflix exclusives like people are talking about them. Yeah. You know, as much as they want to talk about how much they don't like Netflix, people are talking about everything that Netflix puts not everything, not everything's a diamond, you know what I mean? Right. But people talk about netflix exclusives like crazy you know what's what's the last like hulu exclusive you heard people talk about you know right. it's like we'll see i i feel like i say we'll see a lot on this, <laughs> but i mean that's all we're doing right we, we're just seeing we can speculate and talk about how we feel about it now but then we can't you know know until it's out right <laughs> well i got some stuff i want to talk about too getting back into marvel right. <laughs> um so there's rumors. I don't know how close we are to knowing if this is true or not. But there's rumors that Tom Holland is going to make an appearance in Into the Spider Verse. I I believe I heard that too. There's talking. I said we're going to talk about Corridor. Let's get right back into Corridor. Corridor made the short of like, what if all the heroes were in the Spider Verse and they used AI to put all all of the Marvel heroes into the Spider-Verse and Tom Holland was like their doorway in. Okay. So, um, like we could, 
they could literally hire corridor to p- make that little short for them or you know it's definitely possible to do but there's also rumors going around that there's going to be like different because it's going to be like jumping through universes and portals and stuff like that mm-hmm. there's rumors that there's going to be different anime styles for every different place that they end up in oh cool so like you know how um like Spider-Ham and, you know, all the different Spider-Men in the first one were different styles. Yeah. So now we might see, like, their style of comic and see Miles jump into their verse or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So there's a there's one theory that we might actually get Miles jumping into a live action verse, and that might be their way to be like, this is our Miles now. Like, you know, Dang. whoever they get to play Miles in that might be the miles moving forward so we'll we'll see (laughs) we'll see what happens you know what i mean because like i think it would be cool to have all of those different styles like we've talked about a million times i love animation styles and big on like colors and art and so i'm pumped to see that and it would be interesting to see if they do go live action who they go with to play miles i know the one kid from Stranger Things talking about Stranger Things. There, that would be there's awesome. there's some people going around saying that that's who they want, and that's some some people talking about it. Yeah. Um. The guy who actually voices Miles, though, I love him in a, as an actor. He's in a few different things. He was in The Get Down. I don't know if anybody's do, seen that. Do you know his name? I don't. Okay. He's in. I think it was called Dope, where they end up talking about crypto like before crypto was huge okay um he's in a few other things um i wanted to say that too earlier when you were like we're bad with names i always realize like we talk about their roles instead of their names because that's just what like we remember and it's easier like uh, yeah for everybody to kind of make that connection and we don't have to say out loud that we forgot it but right now we're paying (laughs) attention well it's just it's just like talking about a role like later we're talking about Wakanda forever and assembled later. It's like talking about Okoye and Shuri and Ironheart. And it's, it's just easier to remember those than right. like those actors names. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I thought that would be interesting to see who they get to cover or cover to play that. Yeah. Miles in a, in a live action verse. If we That'd get be cool. that. Uh, I have a feeling, for some reason, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, they're going to animate Miles, like, in a live action, into a live action, and that's going to be, that's going to be Miles. You know that what I'm saying? That would be intense. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, like that's, like, if, if we're sticking with that kind of thing, like, is, yeah. that, is that what's going to happen? I mean, I'm not opposed to it. It would be cool to see a live action Miles, though. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah. Because I know, I know we started, it all started with Donald Glover, or not Donald Glover, uh... Childish Gambino. Isn't that uh, Donald Glover? I don't know. Not Danny Glover. That's the old guy. Anyways, bad, Childish Gambino <laughs> was like, that's why he played his uncle uh, in the first one. In the first uh, Tom Holland, he was like the weapons dealer or whatever. Yeah. He's supposed to be Miles' uncle in that. So we'll see, we'll see what they do and see if maybe we'll get a Childish Gambino um cameo again coming up in another spider-man we'll see um 
Moving forward into Strange, not Stranger Things, Walking Dead. Have you seen The Walking Dead? Yeah. Like at least part of it. Yeah. You know who Glenn is? Yes. Every My favorite character. I, I stopped watching Walking Dead so long ago. Me too. Like before, I stopped I'm talking watching like it before it was season cool. two, season yeah, three. Yeah, season three I think was the last one I watched too. But Glenn from The Walking Dead is apparently signed on to Thunderbolts. I heard something about this. Yes. Okay. So, so there's that we're apparently going to see him as the villain or one of the villains in Thunderbolts. And there's two different characters he might be playing. We might see him as Sentry, which I think is going to be weird because he's he's a little bit small to play Sentry in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other one is Amadeus Cho, the the Hulk, the the Hulk version. Okay. Which. I think would be super great for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would be a great role. And seeing Glenn turn into a Hulk would be <laughs> so funny. We're yeah. like, he's a little small for a uh, century. Let's see him as Hulk. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they can, they can change yeah. it. <laughs> they can change it. Just don't pull a, uh, she Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then transitioning into the Wakanda Forever, it has been confirmed, I believe. What I saw said it was confirmed, but everything's up in the air right now, as we've talked about for how many weeks now. Right. It's always uh, up in the air. Namor is going to be making an appearance in Kang Dynasty. So we're going to get more of Namor, which I'm cool. super pumped for. Me too. Man, I loved Nate. <laughs> that was intense, dude. Like he was, he was very intense. Yeah, he won like he won like best new actor or something for yeah. that or something. He won something. Yeah, for be, his performance being an, an early, yeah, in, at an early stage in his career to to do something like that right. and to just be so powerful in that role is uh, a huge accomplishment for yeah. any actor. You know, it was so cool. Um, Carrying that into Wakanda Forever Assembled, if you haven't seen it, it's out now. Um, I know, like, back in December, it was put out that we were going to get an Assembled of either Wakanda Forever or the Guardians thing. The holiday. Yeah, and the holiday special. And I kind of kept checking back into... Uh, Disney Plus just to see if any new assembles got put up. I like kind of wonder if they were planning on the holiday <laughs> special and they're, and they're like, if we put this out right now, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Probably. I would be kind of curious to see like the mentality and everything behind the making of the holiday special. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like why they chose to do what they did and you know, stuff like that. But we finally got Wakanda forever. We never got one in December. Right. Um, as you can imagine, the beginning of this was really heavy on Chadwick, you yes. know, the, talking the loss of him and how much of like a family they became on the first one. Um, I, tugging my heartstrings, but they talked about it for like 15 minutes. And I was like, I, I, I feel for them. This is sad, but I don't want a whole assembled of talking about Chadwick. Right. You know, make him a documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would, I would watch that. 100%. Yeah, if I want to watch a Chadwick documentary, you give me a Chadwick documentary and I watch it. But mm -hmm. I don't want a whole behind the scenes of a whole movie to be a Chadwick documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then they f quickly moved into stuff, and I was like locked into this one just because I did not know how much of this movie was practical. 
So it's there's not like there are special effects and stuff like that, but not as much as you probably think there are. So that's why, like, if you go back and watch Aquaman and Atlantis and how cheesy and corny that stuff looks, and then you go watch like this, the Wakanda Forever, and look at Talacan, Talacan, whatever it is, it's like so good because they literally put their actors under the water oh, and cool. shot them. All of like almost all of Talacan was hand like handcrafted, hand chiseled, hand carved, like set pieces. Every like every totem was like hand carved and they put all this stuff underwater and put them in the water and put the actors in the water, which is crazy because Shuri and uh Nakia didn't even swim before. <laughs> they didn't even they know couldn't, they yeah. couldn't swim. Nakia like knew how to swim a little bit, but Shuri was like not wanting to do it. I mean, I guess like, you don't have to know how to swim to sink. Yeah, you know, like they need to be under. Like, ah, oh, good. You don't know how to swim. You're not gonna have your natural <laughs> reaction to like <laughs> stop yeah. you. But get it's, under there. It's crazy, dude. Like, just if you haven't seen it, go see it. If you're into like the special effects, practical effects, set design, that stuff is super dope. In this, yeah. um, they talked about. Um, Another corridor thing. That's because that's where I learned wet, dry for wet, and wet for wet. So wet for wet is when you have a water scene and you actually do it in the water. Dry for wet is when you basically take somebody and hang them or put them on a green platform or a blue platform in front of a blue or green screen, and you basically blow a fan on them, and then you slow it down, and it makes it look like they're underwater. So like their hair blowing slowed down will be like moving you know so that's dry for wet they used a little bit of it in this movie just for like movements and stuff like because namor could swim super fast like obviously you can't do that yeah. you know in real life they just um, pull him on a boat yeah. <laughs> 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 just put an anchor on his feet and just <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wet for wet yeah <laughs> so, so yeah wet for wet but it's just crazy like how much like i watch a lot of the corridor stuff they do like special effects breakdowns of like scenes stunt breakdowns of scenes and and then olivia's always like is this real is this real is this real i'm like i don't know right. <laughs> like, like i can't tell i guess that makes it good i mean there's some stuff you can definitely tell and i kind of learn little tricks that they use to find out i'm like oh okay but like wakanda forever is definitely one of those like i have no clue what's real and what's not real and it turns out a lot of it was real that's pretty crazy so it got even deeper into this so like no pun intended yeah in deep blue um (laughs) (laughs) um you know all namor's people yeah how they were blue and had all the stuff and gills all of those were practical so they just they put them all in makeup yeah they they literally 3d printed they 3d printed all these gills like and then like formed them out of silicone they they glued them on they painted everybody blue every day. All like most of the jewelry and most of the stuff was all real. Wow. And it's just like, holy cow. You know what I yeah. mean? Obviously, like there's extras added in afterwards or like the like the 
ventilators i guess but they're full of water so i don't are they still yeah. ventilators those obviously weren't real because like they they needed to actually burn flashed over you know and they're full of water and stuff like that but like there's so much stuff that was actually practical in this movie they're like literally walking through talican like that's crazy <laughs> it's funny because it sounds like the big things that you think would be fake are real and the little things that you think yeah. would be real are fake yeah like, right. they're, they're they're ventilators and stuff like yeah. that like that's kind of funny um but then we got into going back to the walking dead first of all i didn't i guess olivia told me my wife told me that the girl who plays Okoye is the girl from The Walking Dead. Okay. I didn't realize that, but um, she does apparently like almost all of her own fight scenes, a lot of her own stunts. They they actually had her there learning all this stuff, and it was super intense, and she was like in there with stunt doubles. And wow. Like when the other ones couldn't, she was just doing their fighting scenes with with stunt doubles and all kinds of stuff. So Wow super cool that's sick um i feel like i'm talking a lot <laughs> Dude, i mean i didn't you get haven't to see seen it, it yet I, I didn't get to see it yet but now i know what to expect right <laughs> you know, I, now i'm ready now i feel like you, you need to go see i want to see like, it so all bad this now. stuff looks so cool um uh, i did tell you to watch it so it's not like i'm just spoiling it you know right. what i mean yeah no no, no. for I the listeners out the there uh right. <laughs> yeah they're gonna be like this dude is just totally ruining it for i'm him. like <laughs> i'm like we're we're talking about this right so i mean uh, i don't you know when, yeah. it, when it comes down to stuff like that i'm like let's just let's talk about it on the podcast inform me you know right. because you informing me informs them and then they're happy <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. um it works the one thing that i did want to talk about a little bit with you is and I don't know how much of a talk this is going to turn into. Okay. Um, remember the Midnight Angels when uh, Akoya gets her her crown removed or whatever and she's not part of the army anymore and she becomes a Midnight Angel with the blue suit and they're flying oh, around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had talked about how we didn't know if they were in the comics or how much they were in the comics, but they basically took that whole design straight from those comics. Oh, cool. So, like, the whole character and everything is straight out of comics. Um, they, they basically had a picture of it from the comics next to, like, the actual thing that they used, and they modeled it right after all of that stuff. So. That's cool. That's really awesome. I want to I wanna see that picture now because they uh, they did something totally different with MODOK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But I loved it, though. we talked I loved about it. though, it's like, how are you going to do MODOK? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you kind of have so to clown. Funny. You almost have to clown on him the a little MODOK bit. in the room. Um, and then moving into Ironheart, she actually, they actually found her because she, um, she auditioned for Shuri in the first Black Panther um but obviously the lady the girl who played Churi got the role but then when it came time to cast Ironheart they're like well, we already have one." Oh, cool. so like she already they already had her in the back of their mind and they, the whole time they, she's at home like freaking out like am i gonna get the call <laughs> you know and they're like she's got it yeah Just i don't her freak out i don't know if they <laughs> even knew like they're like hey we have a movie coming up uh Ironheart's gonna be in it you want it yeah <laughs> you right. know what i mean it's like right so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I think that's... Oh, I wanted to talk about the representation, which I thought was super cool. And I think even like the first Black Panther was super heavy in representation for just 
like actual cultures and trying to be as true to those cultures as possible. And, you know, we got, we get African, uh, representation in them, which we, we don't get like heavy culture representations of accurate stuff right? in those cultures. And they, they tried really hard to keep it as true as possible. You know, it's, they're, it's, from it's Wakanda. Books. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like a real place, but, um, even with the Mayans coming in, in this one, you know, I think may, I don't know if that's the reason that I liked that it was what it was instead of just being Atlantis again. Like we, we get Atlantis a million times, but they took the opportunity to like take this Mayan culture and bring it in and every detail in every person's like outfit, costume, set, set suit, everything was tried to be really representative of that Mayan culture, which I thought was cool, but they also took it a step further to be like, so Namor was born in the water. So he had never actually been there. So he's like basically designing Talacan, 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 um, (laughs) Talacan, Talacan, um, like through stories that he was told by whoever told him stories growing up. So, and it was crazy because like he they they came at it from a perspective that like he knew the Mayan culture, but only through stories. So they tried to make it accurate with a twist. You know what I mean? Because right. like um, wherever you're from, like wherever your ancestors are from, you may have never actually been there. You know, yeah. so if you're if you're Greek, but you've never been to Greece and you've never lived that culture you would base things the things that you would put in a greek design would be different than actual greek you know what i mean so they took that mindset if namor designed this based on a story how close would it be but it would be skewed a little bit so i thought it was really cool to like you know bringing that representation in and doing it in a way like if somebody's like mine in america they that's something that they would do because they've only been told stories their whole lives and stuff so i think i thought that was pretty cool the way to bring it into the to the screen the universe and and the whole nine yards and and just getting representation for different cultures that we don't see and if we do see them it's in a very like not accurate way you know what i mean yeah yeah so like i think that's super i think that's something that black panther has always done really well is we want to represent this culture. How can we do them right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, how can we do right by them? And I, like I said before, it's like keeping it in a fake world with superpowers and stuff. Right. Yeah. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, like I said before, it's like, I know some people were upset about the whole Atlantis thing and Namor came first before Aquaman and why can't he do this? And, but it's like, I'm sure there's a number of reasons why that had to happen, but they did a good job. And just being able to just open up that representation, like we said, that we don't see is so cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, especially with this one, we get a lot more like the female perspective with Ashuri becoming Black Panther and mm-hmm. Nakia going and saving her and it's Okoye even... fighting. You know, I think we just get so many good yeah. looks in this movie. A whole lot of different points of view especially like it's almost even like a um not necessarily a coming of age 
story, but kind of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you have to step up and, and get responsibilities, coming becoming a real adult in society and a functioning member yeah. in your culture and society, that's that's another story that's kind of told there where she's battling, you know, herself on the inside from being a kid. You know, and all and, the people that she's lost because she loses her mom, she lost her brother. Yeah, and then she has a whole tribe and and everything that is looking up to her to right. step up, and it's almost like she doesn't want to yet. You know what I'm saying? She wants to still be a kid and and do those kind of things. So it's a very real story for for most people that you know if you're not there yet, you'll get there. <laughs> you know, it actually went into another point that they made about how like when she auditioned and she got the role like her role was to be in a lab like her role was to be Smart. the sister the her role you know what i mean yeah so when we lost chadwick or when they lost chadwick it was she had to step up in real life to like everything you know what i yeah. mean to to be able to make that character change to make mm -hmm. all that stuff happen and they just kind of shouted her out, like, not everybody can do this. You know what I mean? Like, not yeah. everybody can just be cast for one role. And in the second movie, it's like, oh, this, this, this is character. your role now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, yeah. You are the Black Panther now. And it's, it's just crazy. And, you know, props to her for being stepping up dynamic like that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. really thought about it. It's kind of cool because they really thought about every angle and, and even portrayed that into their movie yeah which is cool even um even with riri or ironheart they had said like in real life the girl that played her is like she she basically is her character like the first generation of her family to go to college the first like oh dang coming up so from pretty real. much nothing like i think it's really cool that you know, talk about representation. It's like almost everything about this movie was a representation of something. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Shuri having to come up and be Black Panther from being cast as what she was to be what she is now. Yeah. The character that um, Ironheart was played, being played by the character that was basically Ironheart in real life. You know what I mean? Right. Other than the Tony Stark tech and yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the suits. And, yeah, how can um, you do that? But. But even then, it was like when you mix that realness and that emotional, that representation with how practical this movie was, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, the first Iron Man suit or the first Ironheart suit, the one that she built in the garage and stuff. Yeah. Spoilers if you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, that was all practical. She was in that. She was... They had to figure out how she could move in it. And yeah, how she to was, actually make it she work. She was like being able. She was able to like basically dance in the suit and move around in the suit, and they had to figure out how to do that. If she doesn't show up to a comic con this year in the suit, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this. Oh is, this, no. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I don't even know if I wrote this down, but the exosuits. Talk about practical. Okay, the exosuit that Shuri got in to go all the way down. Oh yeah. So yeah. she could bear like the pressure of the water. So these suits are real. They are one point five million dollars per suit. And they were real. Like they She went in the water with it and like was yes. able to breathe and oh yes. wow, dude. So that's some military great stuff. It, it is. That's what that's exactly insane. what it is. And they're like they're like they're once 
she's in there, she's in there. So like they were saying they had to have like a whole, they had to create a whole new safety protocol because like, they're like, what if water starts filling it up? And they're like, what if the air gets detached? And I guess the person that was there with them working with the suits, are like, actually, the thing you have to worry about is if a fire starts inside the suit, then yeah. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, that's, so 1.5 million for the suit. But that suit would have never, I mean, it all right, so we had some difficult stuff. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. Uh, so if it looks a little bit different, that's why. Uh, yeah. Moral of the story: the kind of forever assemble is cool. Let's just get the noodle pull list. <laughs> Let's dive in. Explosions. All righty, man. First book yeah. on the pull list. What are you pulling this week? This week on the pull list, I got How I Became a Shoplifter, number two. There we go. This one, so you had talked about shoplifters will be liquidated, and mm-hmm. I thought it was this book, oh. but this book I saw a cover of and I really liked, so I picked up the first issue, haven't read it yet, <laughs> but... I, I'm like looking everywhere and I'm not seeing that these are connected in any way. I thought maybe this would be a prequel or something, but who put I'm, this one out? I don't Sumerian Sumerian Sumerian, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, yeah. if anybody knows if these are linked or connected in any way, let us know. I believe that shoplifters will be liquidated was uh aftershock. Okay. Aftershock comics. Um, so I don't, I don't know. They could be. They could be. They could have like got picked up by a different publisher, switch publisher, right. or something like that. So yeah, they very well could be. I have no clue um, as far as like how that goes. But it looks like this one is going to be like more of a like flashback type stuff. You're looking into the characters' pasts and you know the shenanigans that they used to get into. Yeah, and uh, it's like nostalgic for the characters. So I think it's super cool. These covers are super cool. And, you know, I'm I'm excited to jump into this. Diving into book number two on this pull list, I put on ASM number, oh no, 21. <laughs> <laughs> ASM number 21. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, it, it was the cover that, that kind of drew me in. It was, it, it, it's just like him and Mary Jane. And it's like, what, what is could possibly be happening in this issue is kind of what it's saying right on the cover. And even in the synopsis, it's just saying that what happened between uh, Peter and Mary Jane, what did Peter do? And that basically the story arc is it's the beginning of a new story arc. Right. And that you're going to get those, those answers to what, whatever Peter did to cause this and like, who's actually like behind it. So apparently Peter's actually safe. Apparently who knows? Yeah, we'll have to... In regards to him, his and Mary Jane's relationship. <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious about this one, too, because now that we're kind of not in that dark web world anymore, mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with ASM. Book number three this week is going to be Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number six. Boom. This is one that we kind of been following, and it looks like Joker is going to be in L.A., and he's enjoying it there, so he decides to get involved in L.A. politics, which could be a whole other <laughs> comic. That's interesting. But uh, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see what he gets into. You know, the, these 
these laughing this laughing line the covers have been crazy oh yeah man you know we got jason todd we're getting all kinds of stuff so we'll see what else they can tie in now that he's in la and where he's going next joker for mayor (laughs) joker for mayor (laughs) i'd vote joker i'm just for some reason when you said that i was thinking of bel-air and uh, <laughs> like Fresh Prince, and <laughs> thinking of the Joker in Will Smith's role, and oh man, that'd be, that'd be a whole, that'd be an interesting story. The Fresh Prince of, no, the Fresh Joker of, of Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> man, book number four on the list. Last and final book. Final book. Final yeah, book. last book. And before we get into it, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And check in with us to see what we're doing with these polis and podcasts and more. Definitely. We're coming at you every week. Weekly. Batman and the Joker, Deadly Duo, issue number yeah, five. How do we, how do we almost so, forget this one? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We just had a lot of technical difficulties. Yeah, in the, been a, we've yeah. been trying to shoot this podcast for a while. It, it's been a mission. <laughs> it's been a mission. But uh, yeah, book number five, always on the pull list. This whole issue, I believe we're going to have seven or eight issues in this line. And uh, who knows where it's going to go from there. But we're getting through it. And... Um, you know, Batman Joker teaming up makes for a very, very interesting story. Not all the way caught up yet, but I'm I'm getting there. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think this one is super cool and all this Batman spawn stuff has been interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's gonna wrap up our podcast and pull us for the week. Be sure to check the links in the descriptions for things like free money when you use our link in the description. How many times can I say that? Uh, use our link in the description to sign up on whatnot. Get a free ten dollars to use on whatnot. Get ten percent off of your jitterless energy at w.gg Collective Comics at checkout. And until next time, this has been Collective Comics. <laughs>